episode of Risk in the Weekends. It's an episode recorded on April 5th. It's our third straight week of the coronavirus lockdown episodes. BJ, how are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> A lot of energy this morning. Spencer, what's up? Fine. How about you, Lee? I'm good. I pulled a Spencer and woke up about 20 minutes ago. Levi, how you doing? Great. Living the dream. Good. Levi, have you been allowed to leave your house this week? Uh, it's It's been a controversial subject in this household. Um, but yes, yesterday I, I left and went to, went to uh, Home Depot. Did you sneak out? Wait, Home Depot? Yeah, essential stuff. Mm. Did you get like a lawnmower? I mean, I'm not going to demand receipts, but like I kind of want to know. Uh, I got some stuff for projects we need to do around here. It's stuck, <laughs> stuck in. That just invites more questions. Um, I got... You know those little ball and catch for the top of of um, doors, like in the closets, so the catch on the top. Um, yeah. Got yep. got some replacing one of those guys. Got some stain to 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 stain a couple of pieces of furniture. Um, Essentials, I like Essentials. it. Essentials, yeah. Um, say that Sarah did the same project with some of our sliding doors that go into the uh, um, closets. She just did that last week. Um, there was a sort of. Uh, long back and forth between my girlfriend and I about whether this this is okay. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going there and if they're open, the people are employed and the company needs to make some money to keep people employed. So I'm basically doing a community service at this point. Um, <laughs> that are the uh, PVC joints while you're out there. Look, look BJ, I, I, I can't say I was proud of that move. Um, <laughs> I think perhaps the joke went a little too far. I really apologize to the people that have harmed and hurt. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I endeavor not to lick uh, things in public anymore. <laughs> and your media team is working overtime. That was professionally done. Nice. Press release from the offices of Levi Baxter. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I've also, uh, earlier this morning, sort of done some research. I think we're going to start planting some tomato plants, some basil. Seems like nice. a good idea. You know, get your own Caprese going. Caprese situation, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, well before we get going um, on our normal agenda, I do want to uh, plug Mangum Talks TV. Spencer and I have started Mandalorian. So if you like the Star Wars universe, anything Star Wars, check us out. Second episode goes up today. BJ, so I, guys, I want you guys to go hard Disney after this. So, so just like all Disney shows all the time, you know, dipping into like, you know, Frozen, the TV show next or, or whatever it is. That we could start the Marvel Universe, but we'd be done in like 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure that's true. They're going to keep coming out with them. Yeah, it's true. We may never end. BJ, uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. So Mangum Reads, uh, we are just finishing up uh, book two of Harry Potter. Uh, probably going to go start book three. Well, actually, it'll probably be going to come out earlier. And I like to be uh, have uh, pods in the hopper, as it were. Um, and we're probably going to be starting a couple of short stories soon. So, yeah, fun times. Awesome. Yeah, and you guys are cranking out the pods. I guess everybody's home, so nothing to do. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, all right. Well, uh, BJ, what are you drinking this week? Um, I... Decided to switch it up this week. Um, I have a, a bomber from a local brewery, uh, Garage Brewing, um, and it is a cold brew coffee stout. So appropriate for the morning times. It's funny because I'm doing something similar. Uh, I am out of whiskey choices, so I am having Hendrix gin. <laughs> Spencer, are you still playing Russian roulette with the uh, mini bottles? I decided to do a test of my own flavor palette from things I originally enjoyed and see if I still enjoy them. Uh, one of the earliest ones I enjoyed uh, on this podcast was St. Augustine's Distillery, uh, the Florida Double Cast Bourbon. Yeah, I that one. yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I quite enjoyed it. I'm curious. This is one of the earliest ones I enjoyed. It? Yeah. Have what I appreciated. Have what, have what I appreciate changed over the course of doing this. What you got, Levi? Uh, I have uh, a little bit of the Game of Thrones whiskey. I'm having House Stark, which is a nice. Scotch whiskey, which is not some of that when I was up there with you. It's very pleasant. Yeah, it's good. All right. How is it? I don't know yet. I'm just enjoying the smell. 
so so before we get too far into the the topics of the day and the whiskey stuff, um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about the uh, Kobe Hall of Fame? He was always going to be first ballot, so I mean, it was always going to happen. The fact he died, I think, is somewhat irrelevant. They were always going to vote him in the first chance they got. Levi, what do you think? Pretty much the same. Not really. On the topic of the NBA, I have two things to bring up. One is ESPN during primetime on Friday night showed a video game playoff of NBA players sitting at home. Levi, how did you feel about that? Uh, I knew that it was coming up, but I don't have cable, so I don't I don't get the pleasure of uh, of actually watching it live. So practically, personally, I don't care. Um, but it seems a bit absurd. <laughs> um, I mean, this is something that. Sort of harkens back to like our our takes with our our, our friend Josh. Um, he was big into like legal legal legends and and, and watching esports basically esports and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and and we would always just like roll our eyes and be like, I mean, intellectually, it's the same as watching sports, whatever. Um, but practically, you look an idiot. Like you, this, this is stupid. Don't don't do this. Don't, I just don't. couldn't believe this seven thirty to nine o'clock block on ESPN was like Kevin Durant playing like Josh Jackson Jr. in two K. What the hell is happening? <laughs> it's interesting too, because they're actually they're successfully competing with the esports scene because most esports events around the world have been canceled to the coronavirus. So ESPN may be muscling in on that market now. I read this morning that it got pretty good ratings. <laughs> what the hell else you gotta watch? do something? Uh, sure. And the second NBA related thing I want to talk about is uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know of an NBA legend called Stephen Marbury. Um, absolute legend. He is saving New York City right now. I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but he is got kicked out of the league because he's crazy. He went over to China. He's a great player in China. And he's negotiated to deal with the Chinese government and send 10 million masks to New York City. Are they just sending our old ones back or is this a... <laughs> <laughs> that was the top line of the story. And I just laughed because Stephen Marbury has this, rec uh, this sort of um, reputation of being sort of a nut. One time he was like live streaming and he ate Vaseline. Yeah. So Stephen Marbury, save in New York City. As a person who who had a Starberry T-shirt, uh, because I I really support him. I mean, you're really underplaying him, right? You're you're talking about his his one time where he went went a little off the rails, not the other time where he introduced fifteen dollars sneakers to people so that people can have, have nice sneakers in the hood. Um, God, the man gives and gives and gives, and now you just bring up that one thing. Uh, it's it's impossible. Um, I thought you were going to bring up, by the way, in, in terms of the NBA, um, because I'm I'm an old person at this point, so I didn't understand what the hell's going on here. Um, apparently, there's a rapper called NBA Youngboy. Uh, never heard of him. Uh, it stands for Never Broke Again, but basically, he's a rapper. I'm sure, it's crap. Um, but he is is dating the uh, the daughter of Floyd May Mayweather. And she and she came over, saw him with a different woman, uh, was kicked out of the house, came back in, uh, grabbed a knife and stabbed the stabbed the woman. And the woman is now in critical condition. Um, and so there's like a beef between Floyd Mayweather, uh, this this rapper who is appropriately named NBA um, and a bunch of other idiot things online. Um, so the rapper stabbed Floyd Mayweather's daughter. The daughter stabbed the rapper's side piece. Oh, got it. OK. <clears throat> could it could have been his his uh, a, a former uh, fling who they they had a, had a kid with, but I, I don't really care. It's it's all drama. But I saw that and was like, NBA young boy, I don't recognize that. Yeah, I really should pay attention more to the, the professional basketball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Completely not not on topic. I like it. Um, entirely too long researching stupid drama online this morning. I was going to say the only NBA thing that I have other than that is completely on brand for me. Um, there's a piece on NPR about uh, the announcer in NBA Jam and basically how that uh, NBA Jam, like his phrases came into common parlance. So like, fire. exactly. Yeah. And like everybody knows that became a thing kind of because of NBA Jam, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. Spencer, you still like that whiskey, you said? I do. It's still quite good. I was just zoning out and debating how many NBA teams there are in Florida because I can only think of one, and now I'm feeling bad if there's any more than one. Definitely more than one. Okay. Any heat. Mm -hmm. 
And is there a team in Orlando? Yep. Orlando Magic, yep. I stop it. Stop it. You spoiled it. I, I wanted to see how long how, how many hints well, we can have give. give. You have to give him a pun. Like so he try and work it out, and then you can see like the the gears and, and the little hamster running. Thank you for avoiding this scenario. I would not have guessed magic in a long time. <laughs> no, Levi's right. That's a good bit. Uh, Spencer, how many NBA teams and name them in Texas? God. Um, all right. I know one, because you guys won't stop talking about them, the Dallas Mavericks. My team. Okay, I know them. Um, let's say the Houston Oilers, but that's not even the current uh, NFL team. Um, <laughs> what else happens in, in, in Houston? The Houston yeah. Is what? Well known for. I know about the petrochemical industry and urban sprawl. There was a uh, problem once, right? Yeah, there was, there was a problem once, and and, and Houston was involved. That named after a hurricane. Oh. <laughs> this is really good fun. <laughs> um, uh, NASA. Let's 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 just <laughs> give you the clue we're going for. Houston, we have a problem. Um, okay. One of the teams is named after that that uh, industry. Named after the aeronautical industry? Related, yeah. I don't know what you'd name an NBA team after the aeronautical industry. Um, you know, not Apollo, not uh, Rockets. There yes. you go. <laughs> I've heard of them before. You've got third one? We have, we have one. Two. Stop it. Stop. God, you guys are spoiling stuff. I was just going to give them, you've gotten two. Now now name name the the other or others. I didn't hear him, so I actually did not. I, I have Six. no concept of there being a third team. <clears throat> the city is famous for having a river walk. <laughs> That's the walk. Oh, San Antonio. Oh, um, I know this one because my grandmother, or my grandmother's favorite team. Of course, uh, they are. Old people love them. Uh, they are the Spurs. All right. Yeah. Very good. Round of applause. Your, your grandmother liked the Spurs. So many old people like the Spurs. Uh, she was a diehard Spurs fan. So, yeah. Thank you, Granny. Miss you. You come from good stock. <laughs> she, she was a good old crusty person. Interesting. Mm, I don't know about that. So Spencer, you and I recorded a podcast yesterday, and before you told me that you had a doozy of a story for us. Uh, we're going to work our way into that because I still don't know if I actually want to talk about it. Okay. You were um, so excited yesterday. What happened? But it's embarrassing as shit. It's going to give BJ another uh, another a manual story he's going to use for years. Yeah, but Spencer, we, we can't think any lower of you, so don't don't worry about it, buddy. That's true. Him. But um, that um, I feel like we need to continue in our uh, aquarium business. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, Levi, you can confirm that the Amazon gift thing is bullshit. Yes, it is. Um, so, Josh has been was pestering me yesterday uh, about stuff, and I, I'm pretty sure the gift certificate situation on Amazon is absolute horse crap. Um, I think we need to, to test this out before we continue on with this plan. Maybe I, I give Spencer you something from, from Amazon um, because he seems to be on to me. Now, I've, of course, de denied everything. Um, yeah. But so like, I just, I just, I want to make sure. So you, so you have to change the um, category as well. So, so there's the gift receipt that says two, and then there's like the body text. And then there's the last, there are three uh, fields that you have to change to make, to like scrub your stuff from it. And like, I, I don't know if that's enough, but like, there are three fields. So let me see. If I can for, for, for the gift order. receipt option. I thought I did a good job of that, but I apparently not. So like my issue is like, I, I never know, like I, it's hard to find on your uh, order, whether you've put the like from uh, part of your gift receipt. Anyway, I mean the gift receipt that I can download from Amazon doesn't doesn't have any identifying information. So I'm, I, I'm, I must have messed it up, it, or or Amazon is full of crap. 
they're a little little light on follow in, in these trying times. Of our options, what you know, putting your percentage map out, what is the percentage chance that this is Josh just deducing what's happening? Zero. Yeah. Just because it, sure. Well, because as soon as Levi sent that, it was like a statue or something of like a merman. Um, Becky immediately put it on Facebook and said, thank you, Levi and Sam. And it's like, right. well, there had to be really? something on that package. Yeah, exactly. Well, well and, and the other side of it is like, there was a long pause after I sent the food and Josh knows who I am. So like, if there was something there that was for me. BJ, we can do this now through Lee if we want to try another time. And you can carefully vet the process to make sure every box is ticked the way you like. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's good pos- podcasting radio for, for, for Lee to share his screen and we like, go through <laughs> not, the ordering process. Not but we can, do it, we can do it like later, yeah. But I'm, I'm willing to do that. Yeah. And B- BJ's explained it now enough. I think I know what he's talking about. It, just, it defaults to your name in the from box and you just have to delete it. I think I did that, but let's 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 do that later. And, and, and okay, so so Spencer, did you save the receipt from the the rabbit snacks that I sent you? No, afraid that's all just been recycled. So no, I can't I can't double check to see whether it's been successfully done through you. No, this is rabbit snacks. <laughs> you sent me random snacks as, as if they came from Andrew Yang. <laughs> so so I sent him some rabbit snacks, and I said, "This is what." Uh, Ubi would look like for your rabbits. Hashtag gang gang. Right, well, if you ever want to do the same thing, my cats, uh, they eat fancy feast. They be lovers. So remember that if you ever want to get me. Can we send your dog another 200 pounds of food? Does he need more? <laughs> Dog's good on food. <laughs> He's better on food than we are. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll get that that going as soon as possible. Um, I am curious, Spencer. I'm um, okay. Well, I was gonna say. Well, I was stop gonna it, say. First stop it! Stop it! He's gonna do it. <laughs> BJ's broke, broken my flow. What are you saying, BJ? <laughs> Damn it! You still have to record hours. Yeah, I've actually they've actually accelerated my the, my uh, submission deadline. Once really a week, I have to do it every twenty four hours. Awful. Why? They're worried that people aren't keeping accurate records from home, and so they're hoping to defeat that issue by making sure we submit them so timely that we don't forget what we did. Do you have a stopwatch? Uh, I do have the giant novelty stopwatch I use on uh, pottering around. I feel like this should be like a, a everyday carry for uh, lawyers to just have a stopwatch that that they use to to delineate the hours that they actually work or. I will put hours in quotes because it's what six minute increments. That's uh, point one of an hour, yeah. Spencer, question for you: That logic doesn't really hold because if they're worried, they're not. They don't seem worried that people aren't working. They're worried that they won't keep accurate records. They'll forget what they did. But wouldn't you just do the same thing in the office? Yes, but I, the firm is doing a lot of things that are coming from a crisis mentality that they're just trying to save anything they can do around the margins. They've been talking about accelerating the submission deadline for hours for, you know, years. Oh, okay. Par- partners fighting them tooth and nail on the subject because it's tedious to have to do it every day. Wait. So just do it in one lump sum. The biggest people that have been fighting the idea of having to submit hours every day are the very senior partners who don't do it themselves, who get their secretaries to do it. But, uh, so where where is this pressure coming from if the partners don't want to do it? They used to be the ones fighting it. Now they're seeing their now they've seen their own draw cut by thirty percent into the foreseeable future, and now they're trying to do whatever they can to increase revenue. Uh, yeah, like, okay, but but seriously, like where does the pressure come from? Like holding like the board or something? Uh, the pressure in terms of making this happen now? Yeah, or well before too. It comes from the senior management board. Uh, it comes from the collection of senior officer elders for each office, uh, for each practice group, and the uh, elected leadership in terms of the CEO, the CFO. Those senior shareholders are the one that's trying to direct this policy. They're just getting a lot of pushback from people that didn't want to have to do it. And now that a lot of those people, you know, can't sign in and also, you know, have various issues with respect to revenue kind of mooted, um, 
they're able to implement this policy that they've long wanted to put into place. But, you know, on that note, uh, Levi, sorry again about what's happening with your job. That's supposed to be a, uh, a leading or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that I, I hope many companies uh, use this crisis as a good crisis not to waste, right, and to implement things that they wanted to do anyway. Um, mm -hmm. It, that's something that I want my company to do um, in, in any respects. Like I, I want you know senior leaders of companies to say, hey, we need to cut back. We were living living a little high. Um, you know, we didn't implement a policy that we, that we really should have because of you know people complaining. But now we're gonna have we're gonna just push it down and just get shit done. Um, yeah, so, some good can come out of it. I agree. I think my company, like we have seamlessly moved to working from home not really been a problem so i think it's going to change our work from home policy going forward i think they're going to get much more lax about it because our senior management has seen company can work if everybody's at home we're still doing fine my firm's hot hot trot enough about the issue that's um i mean they furloughed 55 people that were unable to successfully work from home without much explanation about what exactly they meant by that uh, and with indications that that may continue in the future if any if problems arise it's un it's unpleasant all around, but you know, Levi and I are dealing with pay cuts. But um, AJ Lee, are you guys rough from what it's looking like so far? Roughly immune from that happening? BJ, you're getting paid by NIH grant. Yeah, and a direct bill to that, I would imagine, or your, your university does it for you, so you're probably okay, right? Yeah, I'm I'm essentially okay, but uh, it into question like what's going to happen in the future um so there is some mechanisms in place that you just sort of say i didn't get anything done because i wasn't allowed to go to work and they're supposed to take that into consideration but i have no idea how that's going to play out and then what's going to happen like in broad terms because basically a lot getting shut down and you have to report like what you did for the past year every single year for every single grant basically and so there's some indication that like if you didn't accomplish as much as you expected because you couldn't come into work for i don't know one to three four months depending on how long this goes on there's presumably going to be some leeway but the guy like there's basically no guidance at the, this point so i mean i'm fine like i you know presumably i have another year or two or whatever for that'll be fine but like there there's absolutely no good uh resources as to like how people are going to deal with this other than like these are options like you can extend your grant or or you know put in for for different money or whatever so so yeah, basically unaffected other than. Yeah, and my company actually is doing some growth and that's because we're primarily a federal government contractor and the stimulus bill doubled the budgets of a lot of our agencies, including CDC that we work with regularly. So the company's actually doing pretty well. Our proposal volume is way up, our wind percentage is up. So yeah, we're <laughs> lucky to be in that sector. We're in a New Deal era kind of situation up where the federal government's the reliable employer for the foreseeable future. Yep. I mean, and it could change all tomorrow, but as of right now, we're seeing a little bit of marginal growth. Cool. With you guys about um, Robert Kraft. Have you heard this story from me yet? Table shatter? Uh, not that, Terry. Um, so. <laughs> In the state that I live in, Massachusetts, uh, we've been trying to get um, masks for for hospitals. Um, we've made some some bulk some bulk orders, and uh, two of those shipments have been intercepted by the feds in the port of New York. Um, they've been seized, and they're now no longer available for the state of Massachusetts. Um, Jared Kushner, take them. I mean, uh, Spencer's yeah, probably going to benefit from that. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely. Re Republican governors are going to do well. Well, Republican governors that are friends of 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 Trump, because. Uh, but anyway, so so that happened. Um, the the governor of Massachusetts uh, enlisted the help of Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, um, to take his private plane that is used for the team to fly to to China to to pick up a shipment of masks, and and then 
land that plane in in Logan International Airport in Boston, Massachusetts, and they're going to use the the, <laughs> the National Guard to uh, personally ensure. I, I, I thought that you were going to say deliver. like they're just going to use like the Patriots O line or something like that to <laughs> defend the mass. <laughs> maybe D line's more appropriate. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's what's going on in in, in my neck of the woods, um, which is just a f- a fun thing to live in. Like we live in a. I heard about that. That is fascinating. That is ridiculous. I mean, for us down in Florida, the main story has been the unemployment system, where it's been a weird kind of uh, circular firing squad for both current and former Republican officials, of where previously Rick Scott, our old governor and now senator, was you know trumpeted the fact that he kept unemployment low in Florida and saved lots of unemployment taxes that uh, corporations otherwise have to pay, which means he made it really hard to apply for unemployment. Previously, that was something the Republicans were really damn happy about. Now, uh, when there are millions of new claims being filed and a lot of, you know, news focus on the issue, they're dealing with a system that was, you know, for an example, Bridget applied for unemployment four years ago. And she was rejected at the time because the application she'd filed five years before that was still being reviewed. Uh, and that's kind of the state of Florida unemployment of where like 25,000 people a day, a day would shut down the system. And now there's hundreds of thousands, millions applying for it. And so the current governor's people, DeSantis, they're just actively trying to throw Rick Scott under the bus to try to make this a pass Republican issue. They're rightfully fearful this could to some negative political blowback now. But it's just investing to see how much they've been willing to eat their own on this issue. I, I wasn't expecting that. Didn't you say, Spencer, that unemployment benefits in Florida are like $250 a month? Something like that, yeah. Silly low. It's ridiculously low. It's the lowest in the country. I mean, usually max. you have like Louisiana to like rely on for things like that, but that's just crazy. That's a good point. Pennies on the dollar. I'm like, but you were talking. You're saying North Carolina does a percentage of your salary kind of situation. That's not heard. Yeah, they do some percentage of your salary, but the the percentage amount is capped at a certain amount. So if you make like a million, they're not going to give you the same percentage. Absolute cap. We'll raise the amount based on what your salary previously was, but it's capped ridiculously low. Hopefully, we don't have to find out about that anytime soon. Fingers crossed. Ideally. Spencer. Right, Spencer. So, the story. Uh, uh, do you guys ever have those moments of where your loved loved ones stream together just kind of gives you a look that just screams, "Oh, you're so lucky! I think you're cute." Yeah. Uh, I had one of those la- this last week um, regarding our dishwasher. So, this is kind of on her that Bridget had tasked me with being responsible for cleaning the thing, despite the fact I'm me and you know apparently don't know how to do that. Cleaning the dishwasher. The dishwasher. Yeah, so we've got a dishwasher that it's old, it's an older model, and we noticed that recently it wasn't cleaning things as well, and we'd actually seen a couple insects in it, which is not great. And so... Where do you live? Florida. <laughs> you know this. Insects are everywhere. Um, we're actually dealing with a massive ant infestation because it hasn't rained in three weeks, because again, Florida, and apparently ants will come into your house when it's either raining too much or too little. But... Um, Bridget said, oh, Spencer, you just need to clean it. I was like, oh, okay. And so I looked in there and I saw a little bit of food that was kind of sitting on the bottom, what looked like a filter. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll just kind of scrub that. So I tried to fiddle with it and I couldn't see any way to like pry up the filter or anything that was down there. And uh, I was, you know, handicapped here because I looked around the stuff our landlord had given us and I did not find a manual. So I just kind of defaulted to, oh, Okay, well, I can't in five seconds pull up whatever this is. Clearly, it can't be pulled up, and I'm totally not going to look online to find out whether there's an online manual. And so I was just scrubbing the outside of what looked like this filter to clean it. And I did that for like three months because I thought that was fine. And it what? Hold up. What do you mean you did it for three months? Uh, you know, just like every week or something? Every week or so, I would just, you know remove the kind of uh, little bits of food I noticed on the outside of the filter and just give it a scrub with a sponge and some soap. And I, you know, I was working under the assumption that was sufficient. And, you know, after about a couple months of this, Bridget decided to do a bit of follow-up and say, hey, hey, have you removed the filter? I'm like, well, you know, you can't. 
It's like, no, I'm pretty sure you can remove the filter. It's a dishwasher. It's like, oh, you know, I, I fiddle with it. I can't really do it. It's like, well, what's the name of it? And looked at the name. Uh, couldn't find anything. L opened up the dishwasher and uh, looked for that kind of sticker that's always on the side there. Um, and it wasn't there, but it was buried in the very back of the dishwasher. So we found the manual, found out that you, this strange little dome object that's at the bottom of the dishwasher requires a half turn in a different direction than I was doing. And apparently that was enough to defy my logic. Are there more, like more than two directions that you can turn it? Cause uh, yeah, I was apparently just doing one repeatedly and was just being very content with that. <laughs> well, this isn't working. Clearly this is impossible. Let's just stop here. So did that half turn and guys, um, what then pulled up of this filter was not good. Uh, if you can imagine what the filter of a dishwasher looks like of four months of just scrubbing the outside of it, I can give you an image at least to describe one to you, but you might prefer if I don't. Uh, I, I, wait, before you continue, I have a question for, for everybody else in the pod. Have you ever cleaned your dishwasher filter? I've cleaned different dishwater filters before, never one like this of where it was this vast uh, kind of screen spread at the bottom of the dishwasher. I've not done one like that before. Usually, usually from what I've seen before, it's just a cap that you unscrew and empty it out. Yeah, so the answer for me is no. Yeah. You ever cleaned your dishwasher filter? Levi? This may be a more universal issue then. Uh, yes, but we also, like, rinse off the dishes before we put them in so there's not like a ton of buildup. Uh, it seems like Spencer's putting like a, a a plate with a full pork chop on it and just throwing it in the dishwasher. I'm not putting a plate with full... There are enough bones being actively put in my dishwasher. I'm not trying to expecting it by its process of the spinning fan to crush what I put in there. Uh, so the majority of the time do hand washing. We don't use our dishwasher most of the time. We, for, for us, we use, we use the dishwasher regularly because, you know, technically speaking, it saves water. Um, which is a good thing in Florida because we're often under water, water management issues. But you, most of your, you can, you can check if you have your, your dishwasher manual handling. I know this now. And most of them recommend that you, <laughs> okay, Spencer. That you clean it once, that you clean the filter in your dishwasher once a month. Uh, and I got to see very firsthand what the effects of not doing that were of where we open this thing up. And it's, again, it's a screen with a separate cap that leads under the screen. So you unscrew the cap, and then that pops up and pulls out a separate, a separate cylinder tubular filter there, and then that allows you to pull up the separate screen. And the screen was bad. It was a black sludge that was covering most of it, which is much less than ideal for something you've been straining through to wash your dishes through. What was really bad, though, yeah, what was really bad, though, was the tubular cylinder. Because I looked at it and went, oh, that's not so bad. It's still a nice white, opaque color. Problem is that thing's meant to be entirely clear and that there was a film about a half an inch thick that was just covering the entire center of this tubular of this tubular cylinder. So yeah, uh, spent about the greater part of four hours trying to clean that thing, all while Bridget is just actively sighing in the background and just staring at me while shaking her head. Four um, hours? Sorry, what'd you say? What'd you say? Four hours? It was bad. I was actually, I, I had to pull out a toothpick to individually kind of poke it through aspects of the uh, screen that was at the bottom of it, just because it was that caked on. No amount of water was getting through this thing anymore. Um, so yeah, that is something I learned today, that uh, where I knew you'd clean dishwater filters, and I knew it was a process of doing so, but apparently my brain just defaults to, well, uh, five minutes of labor can't unscrew this thing, and I don't have a physical manual on hand. I guess I'll just punt on the issue and just do what I know how to do. So that was my kind of on-brand Spencer moment for the last week. I don't know what to do with that one. Like the 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 future of this story is not going to be the manual problem. What's going to be what's, what's going to be the focus of this story? You want to say it or me, BJ? I think you need to do it. I think we might be thinking the same thing. <laughs> Don't let me die in suspense here. Come on. You were assigned a chore. And then <laughs> just watched you clean it and shamed you because you didn't say, do said chore correctly. That's she, what that's what jumped out to me. She did help with respect to the cleaning process. Well, well so, so 
uh, along with that, like, assigned a chore that, like, is not, like, a normal thing. Like, sure, like, I guess, like, an upkeep, but that's not, like, a, you change the filter on your uh, air handler, like... That, that one's easy. He's quarterly air. He's doing this every week, he said. Every, every couple of weeks, but somewhere around there. So, uh, go ahead. That's not what jumped out to me. I mean, what jumped out to me, Spencer, is, is that, well, I... I really do respect you as a person. I think you're extremely intelligent. You are the, you are the worst kind of employee I've ever ever worked with. Like your style of like, I tried something and didn't really investigate too you know too far into the system, and it and it seemed not to work. But I'm going to keep doing the thing that's not working. Uh, you're a very frustrating uh, coworker to work with. Um, it, 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 it's a person who I want fired uh, very quickly. So I'm sure a very frustrating customer to call in too. Not hire as an engineer um just th this isn't where your your forte is nope. um i have obvious gaps and this is one of them yeah jesus christ um yeah i mean as a customer you'd be nice because because you just want a manual and you, you want to read some documentation which is which is perfectly fine um it's it's a little bit cute in a way um as opposed to it this isn't working fix it and it's like i don't know i mean but so Spencer is how bad it wasn't working was part of the issue. Whoever writes like would probably like want to dine you. Like every person that writes documentation, because you're probably the only person that like actively reads it when it's there. Like I'm sure you probably could go up to like some like corporate group that that does the documentation for different appliances or cars or whatever and say like oh like this section was super helpful and like they will take you out for a very nice dinner just because like you're the only person in the country that does this i like manuals it's reassuring to have all the knowledge there in one place i can access i just assume you don't need a manual anymore you can always look it up online it can be a little bit hard when they hide the information of where I knew the brand and the app front. I did a little searching originally to try to find it. And if you just know the brand, it can be really hard to find what your, your dishwasher's manual or anything else like that. Um, I had, we had to dig into the dishwasher to find a little bit more information to be able to, you know, go on to the next step of finding out, okay, this is how you unscrew the damn things. So you can clockwise instead of clockwise. Yeah. <laughs> you have this Garmin company? Spencer, you very much American brand. You spend more time researching trying to find a manual than you do investigating the actual mechanics of the dishwasher. Like you seem, you seem like you gave it a like a good solid go uh, clockwise and said, ah, didn't work, screw it. Uh, but I'm gonna spend five hours searching uh, for for manuals. Like there is an element of this, yes. There, there were a couple steps to pop it off. Uh, I should have been able to pretty quickly just by process of elimination gotten those off. But you know, one step didn't work. Tried to pry it up. Pretty much, pretty much what I was doing was that I was I, I was screwing it in the right direction, but then you have to do a, like pull a separate latch to pull it up. And what I kept on doing was I would unscrew it, try to pull it up, and then screw it back the other way to try to pull it up rather than continue on with the process. So Spencer, are, are you going to buy IKEA furniture for the rest of your life just so you can look at the manuals? Would be reassuring. I have a theory here. Um, and my theory is that Spencer, you never wanted to do this activity. Therefore, oh, oh, yes. resistance. Not a time. fucking question at this point. <laughs> There's no debate on that. You were not going to do any more research than you had to. It was like, look, I just try to screw it. Fuck it. Like, I'll just do a little washing. Okay, we're good. Yeah, that was definitely part of that. <laughs> oh, boy. So, All right. I, I figured that was pretty on brand for me. So, yeah. Glad to offer you guys a story. Super on brand. BJ, you asked the question, but I don't think you answered it. Have you ever changed a dishwasher filter? Oh, 100% not. And I'm not sure if I'm worried about it at this point, but it's kind of one of those things that is just like, is that actually a thing? Like, because, I'm sorry, Spencer, but I, I have no idea when you do something, and maybe it's sometimes on a regular basis, whether that's actually a thing, or that's just something that, like, you end up doing. I can't, so I can't now it's just like, for you. like so, every so, dishwasher needs it. Like maybe there's different models or something. Every 
dishwasher I've had growing up at least has like a little catch before you can pull it up and wash it out. Yeah, I look so so I know that mine has a catch and and every so often there'll be like some stuff outside the filter, but like it, it's one of those things where it's just like, do I actually need to clean this? Because I feel like like I don't put in super gunky stuff and most of it is water soluble anyway otherwise like i would have done something beforehand i don't know it could be worth checking could be an interesting experiment to go check your dishwater filters after we're done here just something to do for the week and see what they look like sounds like good fun good clean fun (laughs) i'm here to offer fun (laughs) scenarios for you right now again there's a reason i did not do i was putting this off for so damn long it's not a fun activity but i got some of the repercussions of not investigating this more thoroughly So how much? In terms of what was the ingredients of the slurry that was now there, the slaw? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like stew was a common thing that you have. Did you, like, I, I've, obviously there weren't stew bones in there, but like. Bones in there? I could tell. Uh, for <laughs> an example, we've, be, we've been eating the same industrial-sized pot of soup for the last four or five days. So yeah, that's, that's been one of the things we've started. We've definitely started doing regularly again now that we're in lockdown. So do you eat it as soon as it's ready? The soup? It's new, Cause like, you know, it's ready and then you have to sit down and eat it right then. Cause you don't want to cook it too long. Yeah. I don't like soup. Because <laughs> everybody turns the same. We've been over this. Yep. Exactly. Just making sure it's still on record. Don't like soup. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. If you enjoyed the first bite, you're going to enjoy the 500th just as much. <laughs> That's not how it works for most people. <laughs> That's so funny. It's the exact opposite of how it works for me. Spencer, I know this you, exactly. This is a clear divide between the two of us. Do you have a stick blunder? I feel like this would be like the the best thing for your soups because then you can make everything the exact same consistency, the exact same flavor, you know, the exact same everything. So the first bite is exactly the same as the 5,000th bite. When you say stick blender, you mean like the hand blender that you can rotate around? Mm -hmm. I've got two of those. It looks like a stick, not like um, a gun. Typically the ones I have are electronic that plug into the wall and they they have a decided L L kind of shape. (laughs) I've got a physical one too. You actually, you, you actually, you actually could rotate it manually. I've got, dude, I've got two different ones here. Did you buy that at an estate sale? Like where'd you acquire such a thing? I, uh, Spencer, Spencer I, I'm... you grabbed it at a yard sale before. It's like, Oh, Spencer, you asked for a, you asked for a stick blender. Here you go. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to order one that I can plug into the wall. Thanks. Does it have a blade or does it have like, Beaters. The egg beaters. That's what I'm describing. That's not what he's talking about. That's not a blender. I do not have a actual, sorry, I do not have a stick blender the way you're describing it. I thought you meant a beater. (laughs) (laughs) It plugs in the wall, BJ. (laughs) Spencer, you are a gem. (laughs) What am I here for? I love you, Spencer. The Uh, best. uh, I got, I don't have an on brand this week. Uh, BJ or Levi, do you? Just sitting at home doing nothing. Wait, you do have an on this week. Oh, yeah. What, what was that shit I was talking about? The nurse. At oh, yeah. Theater. <laughs> yeah. Levi knows I have a long and complicated history with nurses. I uh, dated a few and, and really came away with a lot of stereotypes that I hold to this day. But, you know, I've been reading the news and trying to do my part for the healthcare workers. So shout out to me. Big sacrifice. I was at um, Harris Teeter. Very long line. Lady walks up, she's got scrubs on. I said, hey, are you a nurse? She says, yes. I said, please get in front of me. So hero right here. But then I started thinking, maybe that was a little gendered because it was just a woman in it. <laughs> I didn't ask, are you a doctor? I said, are you a nurse? <laughs> now she happened to say yes to that. Now I point this out to the fellows and they say, well, first off, Terry, that person's probably being irresponsible because if they were wearing those scrubs at the hospital, they could be spreading all kinds of germs. I hadn't thought of that. And two, she probably lied to you. She could just like be a receptionist at like a dentist office. 
So I tell this story about how great I am and that the fellows completely shoot it down, but you are very correct in the criticism. I mean, honestly, like we're, we're the per this person wearing scrubs, not shooting down like what you did or <laughs> the story in and of itself. Um, we're probably nice thing. more judgy than we should, should be. Yes, you did a very nice thing. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was sacrificing. As for the dentist theory, I've gotten, you know, texts from my dentist saying they're closed until further notice. And I know Bridget's sister's closed until further notice. I think a lot of dentist offices are closed. Hey, Levi. Uh, Not essential services. Dentist office is closed? Uh, I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Interesting. It just seems like that would be an essential service, because what if you have, like, a dental emergency? Do you get regular updates from your dentist, Levi? No. No, I do not, uh, BJ. Um, I, I get very infrequent updates from my dentist. Fair enough. You to make fun of Spencer. I know he is. But it's like... <laughs> he's not taking the bait. <laughs> he's trying to make fun of me, uh, is, is what he's doing. Um, so, but BJ, I, I would not fall into your trap. Um, as a side note, um, I think we should talk about something other than coronavirus, just because that is a fundamentally not an interesting topic anymore, right? It's so fundamentally, I, re I recently watched a stand-up special, and and the the one of the things that that he required of a significant other is that they'll make a uh, medical appointments for you. And I feel like this, this would be antithetical to your way of life, Levi. And, and that's where, where I was going with this segue of uh, the updates that you got from your uh, supposed dentist. Supposed dentist, wow. Calling you a liar, BJ, or uh, Levi. I mean, I, I am not, Incorrect in the sense that I have not received communication from a <laughs> I have not received communication not from some, somebody that doesn't exist. Man, any sentence that begins with "I'm not I'm not incorrect in the sense that." Can't even qualify the question enough. I'm sorry. That's really a problem. A you problem, not a me problem. Um, answer the question that's in front of me, right, Lawyer Spencer? I just feel like Obi Wan Kenobi just said, "I've just answered the question from a different point of view." <laughs> reference i mean to your point levi everybody's talking about coronavirus um i am still obsessed with tiger king i think that that's starting to get to a point of being talked about too much too <clears throat> i have um, now watched the first episode of that and it seems like it seems like it's gonna be a show about really horrible people i don't think i'm gonna like any of these people by the time i'm done with it is and so, so more or less on the succession scale of terrible people I think it may pass that because it adds an extra element of trash to it. It's worse. And at this point, my entire team has watched it. And we're having a virtual ice cream social on Thursday. And for the full hour, the agenda is talking Tiger King. <laughs> Good times. Lee and Levi, you two have seen all of it, right? Uh, I just finished watching it uh, yesterday. I, I'd watched the first couple of episodes maybe a week, week and a half ago. Um, and then I just kept seeing so much news online or on, on podcasts that I, I said, screw it, I'm just going to actually f finish this thing. Would this show have been as popular or would this show be popular at all were it not for the lockdown? Would, would it have you know, a word of mouth of, of it for itself? The first episode was fine. It, was, it, looks, it looked like it was an interesting enough setup, but everything I'm hearing online says it just goes entirely insane after that. I mean, you're dealing with crazy people, right? So, like, crazy people do crazy things. Um, it would have been popular um, without the the lockup. It's gotten even more popular. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everything's scaled up, right? The the view numbers are up for everything. Um, yeah. So, I, I think it's been popular because it's it's it fits in a niche that like is very popular, which is like short run mini series about real life things and crazy people um, and crazy situations. Um, those are extremely popular. Well, I'd also point out, Spencer, you told me yesterday that you actually heard about Joe Exotic and this crazy lady because you're down in Florida. The lady has the quote sanctuary, not a sanctuary, down in Florida. And so I think the first episode wouldn't be a shock to you because you know this thing exists. But for a lot of Americans, the first episode was 
crazy bizarre because they're like, wait a second, some guy just has a zoo with 200 tigers? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. well, particularly once he got uh, pr- prosecuted, arrested, and put in jail, that was making all the news down in Florida. So uh, that background I was very well familiar with. Bridget's been to the Big Cat Sanctuary like two or three, like two times. So um, what did she pay for? What did she pay? I, I asked her. She didn't remember. Uh, she, she, last time she went, she was like 10 or 11. Interesting. I mean, I think that one, one, first, go ahead. Sorry, one, one point to reference there. She swears that when she went, and again, I, I guess this was like 20 years ago now, that at the time, Big Cat Sanctuary was breeding. Um, that she even talked with some of the people about it, that they were breeding animals. Um, and if that's true, I guess that's something they very much changed their philosophy on, because that was that was the main recurring scene, like divide between the various groups on from the first episode. Yeah, because you can't tell a difference between the different parks. I mean, they both are cheap. They both have small enclosures. The big thing that uh, Carol Baskin, I think her name is, gets on her moral high ground about is the breeding. So yeah, you're right. That's right. So it was weird that she was like, no, no, the, the, all the staff, several of the staff were talking about at the time that they were engaging in breeding. So that was how they made part of their revenue. She's like. Either she's just straight up lying now, or they've changed their philosophy since because Bridget swears that's what, that was a thing back then. Or she's a crazy lady who 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 you don't trust anything she says. Um, well, you've an element of that. So far, so far at least, that doctor uh, calls himself a doctor over in Myrtle Beach is the one that coming across as really crazy after episode one. He's like, you know, Lee. I think I referred to you. I think I said he was he either came across as either a serial killer or a cult leader because he definitely had a vibe of one of those two. I told you those are recurring themes in the series. I still don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Tiger King sweeping the nation. But, I, you know, to your question, Spencer, I think it would have been popular, definitely. Um, on that vein, I, I actually have I've also been, I, we just wrapped, wrapped up watching a, a miniseries um, called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Um, it's about... Um, two labs in the state of Massachusetts, uh, one in the eastern part of the state, so in, in, in Boston, the other one in the western part of the state, um, in Amherst. Um, the, the lab tech on the eastern part of the state, she just fabricated results. She just said it was drugs, didn't really test it. Um, they call that dry labbing, uh, which is really a technical term for bullshitting, like saying, uh, looks like cocaine, I guess. Um, dry okay. labbing? That's a term? That's what, that's what they keep saying, but I don't understand how that's a term. That's a technical term for bullshit. Um, yeah, saying that usually when you talk about doing experiments and things like that, it's called wet lab. And so... Wet lab would yeah, be you're I, actually not doing anything. Right. Yeah, it, it seems like a like a, a sort of cheeky term for just uh, lying. Um, but the, the, pers- the person in the... Um, in the western part of the state, uh, it turns out that she was a drug addict and was stealing drugs um, to, to feed her addiction. Um, but my reaction to the, the the western part of the state is, I mean, look, I get it. it, it it's a problem if you've got your 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 drug tester being on crack um, from a reliability standpoint, of like a, a, a testimonial standpoint. But like, she has an incentive to make sure there actually are drugs, right? So like, her test seemed pretty valid. Um, her quality control. <laughs> whereas the other one was just full of, full of crap. Uh, but it was it, it was a pretty crazy story. But um, I think that it, it it's not as crazy as as uh, Tiger King. Um, well, nothing but, is. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a documentary that's as bizarre as that one. That's fair. Um, at least in terms of the the weird characters, right? And 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 they're interviewing them. This is not secondhand. Uh, descriptions of what they did. This is literally that person um, saying some crazy thing. Um, but I do think that, that to the point there, right, is that all of these shows, their numbers are going to be insane. It's going to be fantastic when they go for negotiation of like second contracts or, or second seasons or whatever. Enjoy them now. Said, there was a big thing about entries that it started uh, a number of years ago not quite a decade ago, where uh, people are being embedded in like weird situations because they know the popularity of documentaries now. And so this is probably one in a long series of uh, embedded documentaries in, we'll say, weird situations, as you described it, Levi, that, that are going to be coming out in at least the next couple of years. Sorry. So... 
Talking about documentaries, I have a recommendation for everybody. One hour long, quick watch on HBO. HBO is now free uh, for the next month, I think. Um, and it is a one hour uh, documentary on competitive dog grooming. That, that's your second on brand segment for, for the uh, pod? It's competitive dog grooming. And I've never seen anything like it. It's like these people are crazy talented, but the way that they're applying their talent is super bizarre. Clarification question. Uh, is this grooming of competitive dogs or is this a competition over the subject of dog grooming? The second one. Is this the one uh, that involves them uh, doing crazy colors and this is the creative one? Yep, 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 it's all that. What'd you think? <laughs> They're insane people. Um, yeah, and they, they, have, they have terrible taste. Um, but, you know, I mean, people are bored. They They want hobbies. Some people garden, some people, you know, dye their dog purple and turn them into a dinosaur. I don't know. I don't know. I still thought they were somewhat talented, though. I mean, some of the intricacies and how they created different shapes and stuff with the fur, I thought was pretty, it's crazy, but still talented. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm not willing to go there. <laughs> They obviously have some 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 talent in the sense that they do something that's that's complicated, um, but it seems like you know trying to figure out how many uh, angels fit on the the pin of a needle. Uh, it's going to shock uh, you, BJ and Spencer, but the majority of these people competing in competitive dog grooming, deep south. Really? Deep south. I would have lost money on that. I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> a lot of Arkansas, a lot of Mississippi. Big hair. <laughs> Doing their uh, their best to contribute to the ozone. Okay. Like this. Let's break in at a time. So Spencer, how do you feel about um, there being a significant decrease in uh, pollutants in the atmosphere? Is it so? Are you a, an avid supporter of of the uh, coronavirus now? I'm not a Malthusian. Glad we had this talk. It's been fun. It's been interesting to see see all the documentation of it happen, though. So, so you're saying like you're not, but kind of. No, I'm not in favor of it. There's any number of things you can say I'm not in favor of this happening, but it's interesting to watch it. Like you know, it's like Tiger King. We use the example of I don't want to be around any of those people. I don't want their experiences to any way inform my life. But it's interesting. But it's interesting watching it. I mean, you were like one or two poor decisions away from being an environmental lawyer. So, like, I feel like. <laughs> I don't favor situations that help the environment that lead with people dying. Or other ways to other ways to fix problems. Speaking of, you know, I guess less pollutants getting into the air, less people driving. Trump has done two things this week that really made me laugh. Is he came because he's doing these like press conferences every afternoon. Mm -hmm. One is he came out and he said, you know, we're in a na national lockdown. Everybody needs to stay at home. Uh, I don't think he went as far as say we are under national lockdown, but he was advocating for people staying home. And then later on in the speech, he said, and by the way, great news, everybody. Just a couple of weeks, gas is going to be ninety nine cent a gallon. So <laughs> for you, <laughs> which I thought was great. Everybody stay at home. By the way, gas is cheap. And two, he. This was just a couple of days ago. He comes out and he says, all right, everybody, um, looks like you're going to need to wear a mask. That's what the CDC is saying. You're going to need to wear some mask. Reporter, President Trump, are you going to wear a mask? Nope. <laughs> there was no delay at all. It was seconds between those two. <laughs> he cracked me up this week. Trump was on a roll, man. Biden did come out and say that, that he is going to be wearing a mask. So uh, there's that. He uh, does not believe in, in the malarkey going on. As Lee pointed out the other day, Biden and Trump are going to have a call. And good God, would I love a pay-per-view event of, of, of uh, seeing what would be said during that call. Actually, the Biden campaign is arranging a call with President Trump to talk about the coronavirus response. God, I, I, I would tune into that live stream. That, yeah, like, that sure. is not like a thing that I do on ever, but that would be have record numbers. <laughs> Okay, BJ, you don't listen to phone calls between two two geriatric patients. Um, it's like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that—that that is a live stream that would be a lot funnier than 
most other ones. So I posited to Spencer that it would be like, like if you had, let's say two brothers who at like 23 had a falling out and then at 45, their mother's dying and they're like, okay, well, we need to just hash this out. We need to talk and they get on the phone for the first time. I think that's the same tenor because it's going to go like pleasantry, pleasantry, a little bit of an insult, a little bit of an insult, a lot of insult, spiral, just all out yelling. With malarkey used, I think you I think right? you're I think you're betting malarkey. You had, was it twenty five percent odds malarkey would be used within the first five minutes? Yeah, that's what I, that's the odds I'm putting on it. Only if it, I feel like that is not in vocabulary without like without being in the press. Yeah, I don't know. I have a t-shirt and a thong to suggest otherwise. No, actually, that's still press. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else we want to cover, fellas? I think we're good. I think we're good. Another one in, in the uh, it's for eternity. Week three of the coronavirus lockdown episodes, Whiskey and the Weekend. This one recorded. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining in.